0: This episode is sponsored by RSVP. RSVP brings together two established video playback companies into one powerhouse with over 50 years of onset knowledge. The experienced and growing team are all skilled in the latest recording software with up-to-date HD video recording equipment, HD monitors and HD wireless packages. RSVP understand that the requirements for every shoot are different. So for a Taylor quote, get in touch at info at rsvp.london Let's get started Hola film family I'm Isusko, your host aka the Time Scheduler Welcome to the Film Gods podcast which is a chat with the best of the UK film crew who make all of those beautiful moving images you watch every day I want to give a special thanks to Island Studios for the recording space Thank you Mark, Mitch, Pauline and the whole team Wherever you're listening, hope you enjoy. Big love. Uh, So hello, film family. Welcome to another podcast of the Film Gods. I'm happy, privileged to have our first runner of the um, series here with us today. If you know her, you know her for (laughs) her famous cat (laughs) t-shirts. So please tell the listeners uh, what is your name and what do you do?
1: Hello, I am Jess Horn. Um, I'm a runner who is currently um, trying to begin the process of stepping up to a third and second AD. Cool. And um, yeah, I came straight into running out of sixth form, sort of started doing... Oh, so no uni? No university, I know. Uneducated. Does
0: it feel like it held you back? Or do Um, you... Not matter.
1: No, not really. I think um, for me, it was more about building my contacts while I was still in sixth form,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then um, just having a tester
0: a year and seeing how it goes. So talk um, to us about that. What, what do you mean by um, getting your contacts and a tester a year? What? So you've just you've just got your A levels. Yay! Yeah. you've passed them all, flying colours. Probably like twenty five <laughs> A's and triple A stars. I didn't know you'd seen my CV. <laughs> what does that? You know what do. What 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 is the process that you go through from the moment that you've kind of gone right? That's it. I don't have to be at school anymore. To then being a busy runner on a film set.
1: So I first started out um, having glimpses of the industry when um, I was brought onto set here and there um, for the mornings with my dad, who mm-hmm. used to run a company called Fab Sound. Big up to run... Fab, Sound. Fab Sound. Fab Sound. With uh, with
0: the legendary <laughs> Howie Nichols. What what what? I'm gonna have to get that man on. I'm gonna have to definitely get him on the podcast.
1: Um, Howie, you're
0: gonna get a text or something today. Pick up. <laughs> it's Jesse's fault. <laughs> yeah,
1: blame me. But um, so I used to just turn up on set when they were dropping off kit and stay for the free breakfast and then go home. And I, <laughs> and I used to go home and go, oh, I really would like to do that. And this was when I was about 14. Mm-hmm. And then... skyving off school. Well, no. I yeah, was ill. <laughs> sometimes before school, you know. It's yeah, an yeah. early start, isn't it? I still yeah. make it in on time. Yeah, good point. And um, then, <laughs> then I would um, say sort of to everybody I met, When I was all little 14 year old go, I'm gonna work for you one day. And they go, OK, well, email me when you're older. And Mm. I would say, OK, I'd take their emails. Uh, And I used to keep this little list um, on my little notebook that I used to carry around with me. And then,
0: uh, which is lame,
1: really lame. And then... Um, right, right. You,
0: got, you get the information down, yeah. it doesn't
1: matter. And then when I got to 16, um, I remember my dad said to me, right, okay, you're legally allowed to be work experience now because you're old enough. And I was like, yes, fantastic. And uh, then went through my little notebook, got all those emails, wrote sort of like a mass email that I then slightly changed, sent out to each person individually saying, remember me, I'm able to work for you now. That's what I want to do. I want to work for free. I want to get loads of experience. I'm still in sixth form, so... <laughs> You know, if anything comes up that I can do,
0: then I'd really appreciate it. Were your school um, cool about you missing days, or how did that work?
1: They, When I went to my sixth form, I did study um, TV and film production nice. um, as like a BTEC, I think, as sort of side BTEC, and I explained to them what my plan was, and they said, we can't support you in taking days out of sixth form, yeah. but if you take a day out um, and your mum can call up and inform us that she gives permission for you to be off um, sick form today. As long as you can come in and the classes that you missed, you can sit in on other people's classes, then there's no... Oh, make up the time. Yeah. they've sort of said there's nothing that we can say that means, oh, you're going to get in trouble. But they just made sure as long as I kept up with the classes I missed, Mm -hmm. you know, then they wanted to encourage me to do as much experience as possible, but they weren't allowed to say that. Oh, yeah. It was quite good, actually. I, I was really pleased how they tried to help me sort of around the system and knew that I was still going to get the work
0: done. Well, I guess the point, the whole point of that last little few years of education, if you are going to go into work, is to kind of get work ready. Yeah. And being able to taste it. So what did, what you know, that first job that you were on as a work work, work experience or a runner?
1: I think the one I remember the most clearly was um, my first proper job. um, And it was like my last, work experience run a job where they said "Oh, we'll pay you for one of the days but one of the days you'll just work free and i was so excited <laughs> it was a job
0: have to get an invoice template i know <laughs>
1: um it was stage five black island uh with Classic. chris kelly oh, it's fantastic great. and um i think we were doing a, a commercial for a, an alcohol brand okay <laughs> i don't know if we're allowed to say <laughs> certain brands let just yeah we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> just
0: keep it as alcohol brand i like that
1: and um i remember sort of turning up and the night before going oh god what do i wear what do i do who do i speak to like how do people know to tell me what to do do they know i'm new and um <clears throat> i just remember turning up and finding um this guy who i had been told chris kelly was i had been given a brief description and he was very welcoming oh jesse welcome to the film industry and he said go meet these people introduce me to the rest of the new runners and the AD team and then um, said follow these guys. Mm-hmm. I
0: remember it was Lucy Kelly. Wow, legend.
1: <laughs> and uh, another one, yeah. Chris
0: Kelly, Lucy Kelly. These are podcast people, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah.
1: And um, yeah, so sort of followed Lucy Tom around. Kelly. Uh, Tom Kelly or is it Dave Calland? Dave Calland was seconding on it, I believe. Yeah. Um and we also had Abby, nice. Abby Walklett, who's nice. the, no longer in the in the bu- business. Oh, she just, moved. Yes okay she's gone up north
0: okay yeah. anyway so um
1: yeah followed so what did you learn around.
0: what was it so we, you kind of turn up you're nervous you're yeah. excited you're, you're
1: very d- nervous you don't want to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing to anybody you don't want to get in anyone's way and you don't really understand how to be um how to like fit in and not stand out basically mm-hmm. and i remember stand out in a bad way yeah because I guess the, they're
0: standing out in a good way.
1: Yeah, standing out in that she doesn't know what she's doing, mm-hmm. she's slowing us down or anything like that. That's what I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of feel a bit too nervous to do anything. I kind of remember crawling into a little shell and being like, I don't want to do anything in case it's wrong. But um, okay. I just kind of wish that I could have said to myself, don't. Worry about that. The best thing is to try, and if you do it wrong, somebody will tell you you've done it wrong. Which is one thing that I love about this industry is like if you do something wrong, usually somebody will say, Look, just great for trying, thank you. But actually, next time you do it, let's try doing it this way. Mm. And you go, Okay, great. As long as you don't make the same mistake again, I've found, Yeah, you've been all right. And I wish I knew that on my first day because that would have helped me with my confidence a lot um also don't be afraid to keep asking questions because it doesn't make you look silly it makes you look interested yeah good point
0: so. point. and what you've kind of turned up what what is it that and and these are going to be kind of questions for those film students and and probably the young jess of 15 16 that didn't know what she was doing what what does a day what does a morning look like for a good runner what, what are you doing
1: so usually, um, as soon as you turn up, I would personally try and find somebody from production who was already there, so either production assistant or production manager, let them know I'm here, just check with them, is there anything that needs to be done that is sort of unusual or, or just um, personal to that job, you know, wouldn't be a standard thing, just check there's nothing else going on, then I would find out where the radios are um check with the caterers to make sure they're still up and running on time for breakfast and um make sure that if we have to set up any facilities for like hair makeup and wardrobe make sure that that's either set up or if it's not set up figure out how to do it
0: if you're on a location like, yeah. if you're on
1: location yeah. yeah and um yeah then it would sort of be checking through the cool sheet figuring out um, who would need a radio? So, obviously, every usual department, like the assistant directors, production, locations, and the Sparks. And then you think, is there anybody else there who might need it? Has anyone got a really big team? Or are there any additional crew that aren't sort of an everyday thing for commercials, such as, like, um, SFX teams Mm -hmm. or action cars, you know, action vehicle drivers? Um, Then once you sort of prepped all the radios and got those distributed... Um, it's about trying to find who's printing documents, um, making sure everyone's got um, call sheets and schedules if they need them. Um, obviously, you make sure everyone's got their radio first, but, you know, yeah, trying yeah. to brush it over. Yeah,
0: yeah. Especially the first and second AD. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess sometimes as a second, I'm kind of... You're there, as with the runners, you're there, but a little bit before the rest of the crew and you're already working. Mm. So a, a radio Straight in the morning is useful. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: and then... Um, after that, sort of figuring just out... Just quickly,
0: just before we kind of brush over the radios, because I guess for a film student that may not know it, just basic radio info. What channels... What are the first four channels? What are the first yeah. three channels?
1: So um, the first channel is um, for the main sort of sh- the sh- unit shoot or shooting crew, main shooting crew. So that would be the assistant directors, production, um, the medic... And anybody who wants to be listening in on what the first is saying throughout the day, um, then your second channel would be kept free to be um, sort of private chat, or if you need to ask somebody some questions, um, then you can ask them to switch to two, and it's just sort of a free space for stuff like that. Um, and usually three would be for um, electrical team. Then four is kind of if you have camera and they want to be on their own channel or the grips or that sort of... Um, the other groups that might not need them every day but when they do want them you can give them a channel and, or even transports so or all the minibuses. Yeah, I always, but,
0: like, I always like minibuses on a separate channel because then yeah. they don't have to listen to our chat all Yeah,
1: that. and then they actually hear you when you speak to them because they're not just zoning it off yeah. throughout the whole day. So. And
0: then I guess again what are useful, useful tips for film students? How do you talk on a radio? How would you get me on it? Say if you... Say so if you needed to ask me a question, what, how would you go about doing it?
1: So before you say anything, you have to announce, well, you need to make sure that nobody else is speaking on the channel or nobody's waiting for a response. Mm-hmm. Then you need to um, state who you are um, so that when you speak to somebody, they know who they're speaking to. So I would say, Jess to Azisco. So that's me sort of saying, Azisco, I want to speak to you. It's, <laughs> hard, but it's like a more precise way of saying it. And then you know whether or not you want to stop a conversation that you're having to speak to me or um, if you can get back to me straight away. You know know who you're talking to and you would normally then say, "Okay, yeah, go ahead, Jess. And I would say either something really brief and important that needs to go to you right now Mm -hmm. or if I want to ask you a question on channel one or if I need to ask you a question or tell you something that not everybody else needs to hear, then I'd ask you to switch to channel two. Um and then give you the information on channel two and then at the end I would say right we're switching back to one now so you know I've finished telling you what I need to say nice <laughs> and
0: then we should we should we should do it right go on then let's yeah. do it go on, go. Uh,
1: Jess, does this go? Go ahead, Jess. Uh, channel two, please. Does this go?
0: Switching. Hi Jess. Uh, is, is
1: this going on to channel too?
0: Yeah, I'm here, mate. Hi. Right, um,
1: yeah, just letting you know that um, we've run out of toilet rolls. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to head out to the shops <laughs> and uh, production have given me some cash. So I'll be gone for 10 minutes. Hope that's okay.
0: Yeah, no problem. Okay, Thanks, mate. Back, back on, on one. Back on one. <laughs> Amazing. Look at this. It's like <laughs> improv as well. I didn't think we'd be doing any improv today. Nice. So you've turned up your first shoot, Chris Kelly, Stage Five. That's a wrap. You know, legendary yeah. stage. You've done the radios. You've got your pass- uh, passport. You've done your <laughs> you've done your paperwork. <clears throat> What's next? What are you trying to figure out? What's what? Next. I guess now, as an experienced runner, what are you looking to do?
1: So you will then look at okay. how are we shooting on location, which might be further away from the unit base, and therefore you need to figure out. Um, how crew are going to get there, how long it might take to get there, what do you need to take with you? Or are you shooting in a studio where everyone can just walk down from breakfast and kind of take themselves there? Um, In the scenario where you would be on location, I would look, what transport have we got to take people over there? Um, And how long is the drive, if it's a drive or is it a walk? Um, If it's a long drive, then you need to make sure that everybody and everything is definitely preloaded onto the minibus so that it doesn't have to do a return trip, Mm -hmm. because that can delay everything. Especially if you miss off one crew member, and we get to location, everyone goes, oh, where's Jimmy? And we go, oh, Uh, Jimmy's just going to get on the next bus. And they go, well, we can't shoot until Jimmy's here, and it's a half an hour round trip, so now everyone's waiting for Jimmy. And I've done Jimmy. Who Jimmy is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's only one Jimmy. Jimmy Lee, mate. He'll drive himself. Yeah, here.
1: yeah, yeah. He makes his own way. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so it's also okay. do you want to take a tea table to a location? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of caterers have you got? Do you need to take any breakfast for crew that might have had a pre-call that are already at location that haven't been able to get breakfast? Mm-hmm. Um, and is there sort of anything else that needs to be taken down is maybe some equipment dropped off at unit base when it should be at location and just that sort of stuff and then if you were to start at a studio it would be you kind of jump that whole stage and go straight into where the client agency going to be set up Mm -hmm. where can i set up the tea table and unless there's a designated space for it have we got everything we need for the client agency? And client
0: agency, so I guess we're talking mainly about commercials?
1: Yeah, for commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. Um,
0: what, do you, what do you have in that area?
1: You would have um, a monitor which would be set up by um, playback and they turn up usually um, for unit call. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to worry too much about that. You just need to make sure there's a tiny little sort of three by three foot space for them to put something in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you usually have chairs or if you don't have chairs, production might have ordered some sofas for the client agency, Mm -hmm. usually a trestle table for them to work at and some chairs. Um, And we would have uh, bottles of water, snacks, maybe soft drinks as well. Um, So is
0: that something that you might get
1: Usually in the morning
0: be. or the night before, or how does it normally work?
1: Normally, um, production will let one of the runners know um, as they arrive that somebody might have to go out to the shops to buy that stuff.
0: Oh, so this um, is, could be your question that you're saying you'd ask production? Yes, yeah, so this could be something oh. that
1: they bring up first thing in the morning, say, oh, yes, somebody needs to go out and buy client agency snacks. Usually that'd be somebody with a car. And you would collect petty cash from production that you sign out. So you never spend your own money. You always spend money from production because mm-hmm. it's not personal things for you. It's for the shoot. Um, then you would, yeah, go out and buy a list of things that they've asked for. Or if production are super cool, they might have done a, an Okada shop the night before. Hello. Brought all the stuff with them from the office, which is super helpful. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's sort of making sure areas are set up. And then it's kind of if you're in a location, sort of a house, or even a studio, do you need to help any of the crew with getting in? Do people need tables set up? Um, Is the location prepped for all the crew to go into? And um, it's kind of just asking departments, is there anything that you need me to do to help you this morning? And if that's the location department, they might say yes, and you should put signs up on the doors. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, no, we had a pre-light yesterday. Everything's ready to go. So it's kind of assessing the situation once you've definitely made sure people have got radios and people have got to location it's kind of just asking around and is there anything i can do for you and then that usually
0: works out quite well nice you. that's <laughs> a busy morning
1: m- m- mornings are the best part they're, they're the bits that go super fast and they're super usually intense so yeah it's the best bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> and once you're into the swing of shooting, so you've kind of, you've got there, you say we're, we're on a, we're on, we're on set, you've set up the agency area, you've done all your bits, the radio's out, paperwork's out, everyone's fed. What's the process then when you're filming? What are so, you trying to do? Or is there something that you're constantly thinking, these are the jobs I need to do? Or do you just stand there on your phone and play Candy Crush?
1: <laughs> I've never actually had Candy Crush. <laughs> I've never... I've really seen people play. It. It. it looks fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I think in my mind, there's a about four or five things that need to constantly be checking on and aware of when you're shooting. Um, one of the things is making sure that there's always a runner within sight of the first AD on set. And so you can always What does be. that mean? How so close is that? I would usually stand within a distance where I can be stood right next to them within about five or six seconds. If they call me, I'm right there. And I'm also then able to monitor what's going on and you can kind of see if somebody needs help with something, you can jump in and start helping them before anybody asks you to do it. Mm -hmm. And then that just speeds things up and just helps everybody out rather than them struggling for a minute, asking the first, can somebody help me do this? Mm -hmm. You've already done it and you're there and it just... Saves everyone conversation and, and time, I think. And then um, throughout the morning, and especially in the afternoon as well, I think it's very important to make sure everyone's had refreshments. Yes. Tea and coffee is everybody needs to stay fo- uh, focused for quite a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You don't get many breaks. Um, you're lucky if you get sort of a nice full-hour break at um, lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So up until that point, it's a lot of people can't get away from what they're doing. And, you know, people either... Want tea or coffee, or they get hungry and they can't focus. I know I can't focus when I'm hungry. So,
0: it's like there's like the Hobbit thing. It's like, have you had your second breakfast? Yeah.
1: That, gotta
0: make sure Jesse's had a second breakfast. I always
1: pack a second breakfast in a bit of tin foil in my pocket. <laughs> cause come about half nine, I kind of start going into this little hangry monster that just can't. <laughs> Can't focus, so just you know, peanut butter sandwich, so nice. carry on. But well, I guess
0: that's you, you learning yourself. You're kind of like, well, if that's, that's what happens to me, then that's mm. why I'm doing it for other people. Yeah. So you've, you're close to the you're close to the first AD, so you can do whatever you want. You're keeping people hydrated and fed. Um, what else does it? that's it? That's all runners do, isn't it?
1: Well, there's also um, communications between um, the first mm-hmm. and any other crew. So throughout right. the day, the first needs anything to be passed on or anything to be done you will go and ha- have those conversations with crew so the first might say jess can you go and check with our department that they are ready for the setup in the kitchen and you would say okay yeah go and find the art department sean is asking if you guys are ready and set up for the next shot in the kitchen hmm. and they'll say yeah fantastic we're ready and waiting or they go oh no we forgot about that we've built the wrong set we need another half an hour and yeah. then you go back and go so, um, Hello. <laughs> the, the art department need another half an hour, and then it just helps with communication. Mm-hmm. You also want to be um, monitoring things like lunch times, if um, we're running ahead or um, behind, whether or not lunch times need to be adjusted with the caterers, mm-hmm.
0: also with. So, studios. would you do that, or who who normally would find them?
1: So, um, I would normally check with the first. If the first is busy, then I would find the second, or even the third. And ask them, do you reckon we're still on track for the scheduled lunchtime? They would then either say, let me just find out for you and I'll come back. Or they say yes or no. Then I would um, speak to... I would personally call the caterers to give them a a warning, sort of like a heads up and say that we're running 30 minutes behind for lunch. Is that going to be okay? And then I would, if they say, they normally say, yeah, that's fine. I would then check that production are aware of it as well. Mm -hmm. um, Just so that they know in case they had any, you know... Skype calls or anything scheduled in for the client agency at lunchtime nice Um, then it's also just kind of making sure throughout the day that and the set stays tidy because it can get very messy a lot of people are so intense in their jobs that when they create a bit of rubbish they don't have time to walk around try and find the closest bin so the most of the time they'll just leave it on a table or drop it on the floor and it's just sort of in the madness of being busy it's not because they think oh I'm going to leave this for somebody else to do. It's just that's how the job works. And it's also um, keeping on top of bins, making sure that they don't get too full because um, on commercials you don't have a locations team that are in charge of monitoring, things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's never nice if, you know, you go into a a set and it smells because the bin's full of, like, tangerine skin, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So it's good to just kind of keep stuff like that tidy. Nice.
0: Um,
1: I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, and also, if you're shooting sound, mm-hmm. you generally help with the lock-off. Quite often you'll have... Um, what
0: does a lock-off mean?
1: Lock-off means um, to create... never really thought about describing it, actually. It's kind of like creating a shield around set that helps with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that might be a defence against...
0: The dark the... arts again. <laughs> <laughs> like a Harry Potter thing dark arts
1: of sound. <laughs> yeah. um, No, keeping people quiet when we're shooting, because um, quite often you'll have lots of space around a set mm-hmm. or in a house. People might walk around, crash into things, carry on working, and they don't realise that they've just ruined the sound for a take that was really good. Mm. So you're kind of stopping crew from... Not realizing that we're shooting and you know getting in the way of, of what we're doing, and it's also so informing be...
0: people when you're filming, and
1: yeah, so it, it could just be asking to be people to be quiet, or it oh, could yeah. be standing by a door and keeping that closed because we can't open a door during a, a tape because it makes noise or it lets out the atmosphere or it interferes. Atmos with something.
0: being the... the
1: cool, smoky effect that you get in the air, nice, which is, um, I think it's very cool, yeah smells a bit like um, incense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the you know, you know, you know, Buddhist temple that oh, we yeah. have. Yeah, and Every then,
1: day. Then, um, Yeah, it could also be for a safety point. Mm-hmm. So if you have a shot, for example, with a stunt in it or mm-hmm. um, something like special effects involving fire or water or anything that could be of any hazard, mm-hmm. you are keeping the crew safe and letting them know we can't pass through this area at the moment because it's locked off for safety, mm-hmm. you know? And it might be that if they walk through it, it actually makes the shot really cool, but if they hurt themselves, that's not cool. That's not so, so... Cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Everyone likes to go home at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, so nice. it's kind of a mixture of aiding the shoot and making sure that it runs as smoothly as possible mm-hmm.
0: and also keeping people safe at times as well. Nice. Yeah. And... Do people come to you for information? Do you kinda of get crew saying where are we on the schedule? or is that not something yeah. that people do?
1: So a lot of people will say to us, What shot are we on now? What are we moving on to next? How is everybody getting to the next set? Or um, you know, what time's lunch? Or which is quite a common Classic, classic <laughs> first two questions. One of my favorite what time's questions.
0: lunch, what time we wrap it, that's yeah. it.
1: And um yeah, it will just be keeping crew informed of what we're doing, where we're up to. Mm-hmm. And I try my best to keep an eye on when they move the schedule around because that's when people come to you the most. Mm-hmm. They'll go, oh, the schedule says we're doing shot 2B next. But, you know, the first lady said we're going to do shot 3A next. Why is this? And I sort of always want to be able to say, oh, because they've put these two together and mm-hmm. so to save time. So now we're going
0: to move straight on to the next one. Nice. Um, yeah, How would so- you find that out? Do you- is that just pestering the first AD or are you close enough that you're it's, trying to listen to that stuff?
1: That's with me being close enough so I can keep an eye on what's going on and a lot of eavesdropping. I like to listen to the conversation. If I can, I'm not being no, like too nosy, just oh yeah. a little bit nosy. If the first says to the producer, or especially if something's said over radio, um, if I can kind of listen and he says, right, so now we've done this, we're going to uh, move on to this shot because it, we've saved time by doing A and B, so... Yeah, Or they might say this shot's going to take longer so we're going to move it to after lunch and we're going to bring lunch forward and then I'm pleased I've heard that because I can go, woohoo, Yay. I'm going to call the caterers. <laughs> um, always thinking. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of, there's always things to be doing. Okay. There's never a moment, especially as a runner, where you can go, oh, there's nothing for me to do. The only time I think when runners feel like there's nothing to do is when they don't think through their heads what can I find to do or because there's you know nobody's going to come to you if you're sort of stood there and say oh please can you help me with this or well, they might do but most people won't if you go to other departments if you find that you're not physically doing anything and you've checked the set it's clean the bins are emptied everything's going to be running on time you know you don't you don't need to be doing a lock-off or um
0: you know red light and bell or anything yeah like
1: or going out for a run for the client agency or, or getting anything for any department um, then, yeah, it's best to go around and just check with people and say, you know, is there anything I can be doing for you to help? Is there anything I can do to help you get ahead for the next thing? Mm.
0: Or is there anything. Who would you ask? What kind of departments can you ask?
1: I would ask um, the art department or okay. um, just to see if they need any props packed away or mm-hmm. if they want us to tidy anything up or throw anything away. Because a lot of the times they, for example, if you had a shoot. Um, where there was lots of compost because you were putting loads of mud on everybody. Mm. You might have done that shot and now they've got 500 bags of compost in the, st- in the studio, which is taking up loads of space. Um, and if they don't need that anymore, you could check with them and say, Do you want me to put these somewhere to be ready to be picked up so that you can carry on working on set? And that would just help them out, saves them time at the end of the day, and creates more space. So, but then. And I'm you gonna, get a
0: workout, you know, yeah. it's like a gym session. Like, it's
1: like you're paid to exercise. <laughs> I don't go to the gym anymore. I mean, I stopped. As soon as I started running, I was like, no, this is fine. I'm done. Why would I pay to do what I do at work? <laughs> yeah.
0: So. And is it quite obvious when people don't want help? or? It...
1: Yeah, I think um, if people are um, quite rushed off their feet and. It looks very intense or it doesn't look like... If I was in that situation, I would want to be approached. Then I would kind of leave it and wait for them to come to me but make it kind of clear that I'm sort of stood by waiting to... Mm. That would be the time where you wouldn't go up to someone and go, Hello, can I do something? Because if they just turn around... Do you want a cup of tea? And it's like they've taken down hundreds of metres of track and... Yeah, and it's all, you know, it's all go. That's not the best time. Although... Um, when it is all go, I find that some of the best departments to ask um, to help out would be like the grip department. Mm-hmm. If they've got ten, what do you call it? Ten runs of track yeah. that they need to clear out of the location. So long as they're happy for you to touch their kit, you can offer up. Do you need yeah. a pair of hands to help carrying anything out? Do you want me to pick up any
0: wedges and put them back in the box? And that just- was my go-to. Is like when you see the wedge, when you see track kind of going down. Even just putting out the wedges. Yeah. You don't, you don't put them in you no, don't you don't level them in, it up in the but gaps. just put them in the right way so they're easy to kind of slide under the track that was always something that I quite enjoyed doing
1: mm. yeah I'm always fascinated by the grip department as well I like the whole physics behind it all and being mm. able to figure out how to make the track level and I, I do find that really interesting especially if you can sort of be handing in the wedges, and you're kind of seeing what they're
0: doing, and go, well, "That's fun." Tapping <laughs> it in, yeah, just tap, 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 and it they got in.
1: their spirit level on, and you they're like, up, 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 "Pushing it in slowly," and it just the, the dark arts. Yeah, that is the dark <laughs> arts. <guards.
0: laughs> yeah. Electricity and sparking and gripping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you've, I kind of come back to that first day, stage five, Chris mm. Kelly. You turned up. You're on time. You're early. You're late. What's the what? When do you? When should you be thinking about arriving on a job?
1: I personally think you should always turn up with plenty of time before breakfast or um, if your cool time is like at breakfast, especially plenty of time before that. I like to try and turn up about 20 minutes before breakfast starts because then usually my cool time is um, 30 minutes after breakfast starts. So it gives me time to turn up, get all my stuff sorted out, even if I'm starting before I'm technically cooled. Mm. It just means that I'm ready for the day. I've got the radio sorted out. Everybody else can then start working. And if I'm sort of set and ready to go and I've got 10 minutes until everybody's heading down to location, then great, I can sit and have a full veggie fry-up. Yay! Brilliant, you know. But, I yeah, especially, you never know what traffic's going to be like. You're always Mm -hmm. working in different places. Even coming to studios like Black Island and Dukes Island that you go to multiple times... Some days it would take me half an hour to get there, and I go, Great, I can sit in my car and read an article for a bit. (coughs) You also have time for your brain to turn on, and then sometimes I'd leave exactly the same time and it would take me 50 minutes. and I would go, Oh Oh, dear, I need to get to the thingy in 10 minutes, and now I can't sit and read my book. Now, you know, so it's always good just to have extra time because starting the day, which is probably the most intense part for a runner Mm. when you're in a panic, is never, never helpful and um well, for i can't anyone. remember i can't remember who said it to me it might it might have been dave calland or might have been you or it might be somebody
0: else
1: <laughs> um whoever they were said to me that um if you turn up early you're on time if you turn up on time you're late and then if you're later than that like just don't turn up
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've heard that so. i've got something similar but it doesn't it's like, if you turn up late, you're fuck Right. And it was a grip that told me on one of my first few few jobs. Yeah. Um, and it kind of did... It does stick because you, you don't want to ever... Even turning up... If, like, you've got an 8 o'clock call, turning up at 8 o'clock, you're like... You've
1: uh, missed you, it,
0: you've, yeah. You're already in that kind of... You said state of panic.
1: Yeah. And you have to think, like, if you are shooting on a location and everybody's um, leaving the unit base... Quite often, if it's like a 10-minute travel, people will leave the unit base before call time to get to set on time for their call. call, So if you're turning up to unit base for eight and go, right, ready to start work, it's too late, everyone's left. And you're, you know, no one's waited for you. You've, you've, you know.
0: You're Jimmy. Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy (laughs) no mates.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's quite important. And it's also very important to be aware of the environment you're shooting in and come prepared with sort of what you're wearing. I think that's really important. I remember one of my days where I was doing work experience, I think I was technically 15, which I don't (laughs) think is allowed, but I was um, a runner for wardrobe and I thought, oh, I'm going to wear like my favourite clothes, which was like leggings and like some kind of Jack Wills t-shirt or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I look great. And I'm going to wear sort of like my plimsolly, sparkly shoes. And it was just the most ridiculous idea I ever had. I couldn't put anything, not that I was given a radio, but I couldn't put anything in my pocket. So I was wearing leggings, big mistake. Couldn't carry anything around. Absolutely freezing cold because we were like out in some old community hall that hadn't had heating for 100 years and it was raining and it was muddy coming oh, in out the, no. and my shoes got ruined and I thought and it's oh out in the rain. No but you look
0: good for the drive well, into work you look good.
1: Yeah before anyone saw me I looked great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what's the sensible I guess big boots or some sort yeah. of sensible shoes?
1: I think you should wear shoes that are designed to be comfortable to be worn for long periods of time Mm. don't go with something that is super cool because it's going to get ruined anyway most likely get something that's durable so i personally wear and i I think some people would argue that they're actually not designed to be the most comfortable but i wear um dot martin boots and i'm trying to move on to some slightly more sturdy boots but they've lasted me a while Mm. and i would buy the extra support insoles and um just make sure that they would be able to go through any kind of weather. I could walk through a muddy field with them or I could go through hard, cold concrete floors on Dukes Island and it was just suitable for anything. They might get a bit hot in the summer, but also my feet are going to be protected. Mm-hmm. If a stand falls on my foot, I'm not going to break my toe.
0: Great. You
1: know, sort of um, all of that is worth thinking about because safety as well. You know, if you're walking out in slippery terrain, uh-huh. you know, you don't want to be carrying, which I did do once, you don't want to be carrying a tray of, you know, hot elevenses, which everyone's oh, super excited no. to have. Hash and you, browns yeah, and sausages. Yeah, all the hash browns and sausages. I think they'd done, like, spring rolls. Oh. oh it was great. And there's me going, I hadn't worn quite the appropriate footwear. I should have been wearing my wellies, but I did actually just carry on. It was an extremely muddy field, Mm. like mud that kind of goes over your ankles. And I was panicking, going, it's raining, don't let the food get wet walked too quick, slid right onto my bum and threw all the food through the air and everyone looked at me like, we hate you Jess. I was like, I hate myself.
0: They better go make some more (laughs) of that. I was like, I'll go back to
1: the caterers. I hate myself for not wearing the right shoes.
0: Oh no. Yeah. That's it, you never work again?
1: No, exactly. I haven't worked since.
0: That's it, that's five years ago. (laughs) Well how long, so what, how long have you been running? Well,
1: so I started doing the bits of work experience while I was at sixth form and Mm -hmm. I remember doing things like working for wardrobe or art department stuff as a Mm -hmm. work experience runner when I was about 15, but that wasn't working every week. It wasn't, you know, I was probably getting one day a month here and there as work experience until I finished sixth form. Mm -hmm. So when I was 18, that was when I went, great, I've built up my contacts, I'm going to go into this you know full time and put every effort I have into it and that was the the job I had with Chris Kelly sort of I think it was around I can't remember what what year but I was I was 18 and it was sort of like early on in the year Mm. and um no it was great then I but obviously at the beginning you're not going to be the world's busiest runner but you just have to keep contacting people that might be the ones who would employ you. So for me at the time that was um emailing lots of first ADs that I've either met or heard of or, mm-hmm. you know, found their email on the ADA website or something like that or APA website. And then also sorry, uh, emailing uh, people from production that I've worked with or not mm-hmm. previous jobs, I save every single call sheet that I get and just kind uh, of save those emails into my computer so then every day I, I used to think right why why am I not working oh I haven't told anybody that I am working people don't know me in the industry so I, would, yeah. I made a point of every Monday if I wasn't working if I was then I'd move it to the Tuesday or whatever day it was free and I would sit down and spend the whole day just emailing people going hi I'm Jess Horn. I'm super keen, <laughs> nice. I'm a new runner.
0: How did that go down? So was it was it useful? Did you get many replies?
1: Yeah, a lot of the time um, people would say to me, oh, that's great to hear, thanks for emailing Jess, I can't put you on anything at the moment, but I'll keep you in mind. And I would go, okay, and then a week later I'd email them again and go, hi, it's Jess Horn again, I know you said you keep me in mind, but just reminding you oh, that yeah. I'm ready to work, you know, I want to get as much experience as possible. Nice. And, um uh, eventually people would either say to me, thanks, Jess, I've got the message, please stop emailing me.
0: <laughs> very, very bluntly.
1: <laughs> I will put you on something when I have any work, but I can't give you anything right now, so please stop messaging me. Yeah. And I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> Speak to you next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or it was, um, or it was. I'd get a reply and say, oh yeah, great, I've got to shoot next week or in two weeks' time, I'll put you on my list for it. And then I would say, great. And then I would get a phone call from production who would say, Jess, uh, so so the first lady has you on their list, so can we pencil you for a job? And I sort of thought, oh, what does that mean? And um, if somebody pencils you on a job, it means that they've kind of reserved you for that day, Mm. but you're not definitely going to work on that job until they tell you that they can confirm you. Mm -hmm. And I find quite often production companies will... Pencil more than the runners that they need, more more runners than they need. So if they think they need four, they might pencil six because if a couple of them close to the time can't confirm, then they've got a backup nice. to to kind of mm-hmm. fill the spaces. And I found that when so you become
0: it, the backups first.
1: Yeah, definitely, you become the backups, and then once. Um, once it gets busy, I found, once people were saying that the industry was busy or my dad was saying it was busy, that was when I started to get work because suddenly the, the six people that were penciled, out of those people, three of them who were at the top of the list were already confirmed on somebody else's job. Mm. So that kind of scoots us up three notches on the list just for that job. Nice. And then I get my face on set, I get to meet everybody, I can kind of introduce myself to everyone and go, Hi, I'm Jess, hi, I'm Jess. Hi, I'm new, I'm I'm a new runner, I'm super keen, anything you need me to do, and just making everybody aware that I was really keen and new and just give me anything to do. Mm. Um, and then people will remember you being helpful. Then next time they're going, Oh, we need to get another runner on the job, who can we look for? Oh, Jess was really helpful last week, let's see if she's free. You know, and then you get more last minute jobs because people think of you when You know, they're going, oh dear, no one's free. Who do we use? So that busy period then gets you in. And then, I don't know, my theory is that as kind of one person squeezes in, somebody else either squeezes out or moves up or goes into a different department. So Mm. then naturally a gap does occur and you kind of fill that gap,
0: which is great. Nice. So you've been, so how long long have you been running then?
1: Uh, Let me count my... Let's do the (laughs) the
0: biggest. 25... Sixty divided by six divided by So this is well, the point in a podcast so where so, <laughs> you don't you don't hear anything, but we are counting on our fingers. Yes.
1: So I think it's about set, six. six six and a half since I was because I'm twenty four in a bit. Yeah. So I started when I was eighteen. So that yeah, means yeah. like six six and, and a half. half. Yeah, yeah. And then the two years before that I've just came. hello hello. hello.
0: So what's the plan then? How do you how do you step up? What's the what's the is there a protocol? Is it really easy? Do you just go on a course and
1: over over the last few years, um, I spent as much time as possible sort of observing the ADs that I work with and asking them, can I do something for you to practice doing it myself? So maybe going up to a second AD, if they've got hero cast and lots of essays, I would say to them, if you need any help with anything, please can I try helping out with um, doing anything for the essays or anything that you need doing so that you can focus on something else. And So you kind of gain experience by helping the ADs. So they might say to you, right, Jess, you take the essays onto set and um, just place them in roughly, see if you can give them a little bit of action. And I remember being like, oh, great, I can have a go. And sort of running through rehearsals of it. And then they might come on and have a look and go oh, no, 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 you you did well, but let me show you where you've gone wrong. And then you get shown where you've gone wrong, you've placed everybody behind the main action, you're distracting everything away from what people should be looking at, Mm. and you go, great, right, now I know not to do that. So then you try again the next time, take that on board, and then see what else they come back with as feedback. So you kind of learn by asking to help on the job and observing what other people do as well. Then once you kind of feel like you've got a little bit of, knowledge and you kind of feel confident in trying it out for real you might say to a second AD or a third AD or anybody that might have a job where they're stepping up you say please if ever you get a position where you're seconding or firsting and you need a third AD can I give it a go or there might be some jobs where you're already on it as a runner and you turn up and there's a huge number of cast the second AD probably is going to be so busy that they can't be on set with cast and back at base with cast at the same time. So they might ask, can somebody help me today? And you would just volunteer to do that and practice thirding or practice seconding, whatever position is that needs filling, Mm. and just get the experience that way. Then you kind of, yeah, might hope that eventually that experience shows and people recognise you're capable of doing it and they might ask you to do something again like at the beginning of running when no third ADs are available because it's really busy they might go well Jess is you know Jess can do it she's you know experienced enough now let's give her a shot at doing it and that's when you get that little break and you go woohoo <laughs>
0: okay yeah my turn my turn so did you always so, so did you just turn up on a film set and know that you wanted to be an AD or did you ever kind of go I want to be a no. director I want to be a Camera woman, I want to be to a... To
1: begin with, I thought um, I wanted to be um, a set designer. So oh, I nice. did work experience with lots of art directors. Is that just something and...
0: because you liked art or you've done yeah. some stuff before? or?
1: I was very creative. I loved everything to do with, like, designing sets. I used to, like, volunteer at theatres and, mm-hmm. and help build their sets. So I was like, well, I definitely want to build sets in film. That's 100% for me. Nice. And then I sort of shadowed a few... Um, set designers and art directors and you know sat and watched them on their laptop for about a week and then <laughs> I literally would just sit there and make them tea and redesigning and CAD just,
0: designs and, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: and then I thought actually I'm not too sure that this suits me very much because as much as I like the work that they're doing the environment of their work doesn't suit me I, I the
0: process like, isn't isn't yeah. something that you're Ooh. that you love um, I found it. <laughs> we've got we got a bit of a dodgy table here, team. That's what the, it was about. Don't you know say I, I
1: just I'm very strong. <laughs>
0: you just broken the table, Jess. I don't know. Um, um, yeah. So, so the I... process that that yeah. you, you're kind of getting on set, knowing what having a having a a belief that what you wanted to do was X. And then yeah. you did the process and find out that X wasn't that for wasn't you. That wasn't for me.
1: So then I thought, well, what I'm going to do is while I'm on set as a runner, go around and ask every single department what you do, Why are you doing... Obviously, trying to not be too annoying. If they're busy, then leave them alone. Yeah. But if it looks like they've got a bit of spare time, go and ask them, what's this? What does that do? Why Why have you got these things here? Why are all of the props lined out in colour order? You know, And speak to each department and ask if they can explain what it is that they do basically. And then if I found that interesting, I might ask them and say, Oh, do you reckon I could please come along as a you know trainee or a work experience on a shoot with you one day? More often than not, if if they enjoy sort of working with you, then they will try and help you out and teach you what it is that they do. Mm. Um I remember um speaking to quite a few grips as well because I've Um, suddenly felt this, like, woman power moment where I was like, I'm going to be a female grip, I'm going to smash it. Because I, obviously, am still interested in everything that grips do. And then, um, I think I did... uh, I spoke to Adrian McCarthy a lot as well, legend. And um, uh, he kind of, yeah, let me follow him around for a few days on a shoot and Mm -hmm. I was helping him set up track. And then I realised, actually, again, this wasn't for me, it was almost too isolating even though you were kind of part of the camera team it was like you were kind of your own unit on you know by yourself mm. so then um yeah I I kind of realized I like working with lots of departments I like organization I like managing time um I realized um when I was going on holiday I think I was 18 so I've only been in the industry for about six months I was making sh- daily schedules <laughs> for my holidays with my friends. And they were looking at me it's like... It's in the blood.
0: It's in the blood.
1: like, what's wrong with you? And I'm going, no, but <laughs> if we go from A to B... It the will unit take move
0: from the bar time, to the restaurant we'll is get, 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> we'll get there by this way, and this saves time. If we go to this place first, rather than going to the other place, we get an extra 20 minutes here. And they're going, oh, dear God. <laughs> oh,
0: why did we invite her?
1: And then I realised, yeah, I mean, if that's what I do, my spend... Yeah,
0: this is how this you... <laughs> It's just who you it's are. It's how I
1: live. Yeah, it's, it's, you don't have
0: to fake it.
1: No, but a lot of people thought um, that I might try and get into sound because that's where my my family were. Mm. Um, and again, I it just wasn't for me. I like I liked the idea of having kit, but not as much as I liked the idea of being able to work with lots and lots of people mm. constantly. Um, and if you're in the ads department, you're working with all of the crew. And you're working with cast and you're kind of in... You're usually in quite a big team all the time. And you are involved in organising and time
0: management and all the stuff that I geek out about. <laughs> uh, so, have you had like a... Was there a lightning bolt moment? Was there one moment that you were like, one, this is the industry for me, and two, ADing is definitely my thing?
1: I think one of the moments, probably the first one was on that first day for, um, on set with <coughs> Miss Kelly. It was...
0: We Chris Kelly is sh- getting a Shout yeah.
1: out. Are we, are we? Hey, why
0: not? He's a ledge. <laughs>
1: um, I think it was, yeah, on that first shoot, we had Wise Team, we had special effects, we had loads of casts, loads of essays. So show. much stuff going on. Mm. And I was just watching Chris, and it was like, one person would come in, Chris, what is it? And he'd be like, boom, answer, this is what we're doing. And then someone else would come in, and I, it's like he was getting attacked. <laughs> and he was just there, like, loving it, like, yeah, 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 firing out all these answers. And I was like... That's what I want. There to do. it is. Everyone there is kind I of centered around. I'm not saying I want the whole world to it <laughs> but I quite like it when you are the like key to everything. And I think mm. I just remember going, "That's cool. That's what I want to do." But then obviously I wanted to test the waters and make sure that, that was definitely what of I wanted course. to do. And each time I was going, "Oh yeah, I want to. I don't want to do this. I to, What are the ads doing? What are they doing?" Mm. So you kind of just get drawn back because it's that's really what I wanted to
0: be doing. Yeah, for a certain personality, the AD department can be quite a addictive little drug. Yeah. For just turning up and just being like... Because it's just about it's getting it done. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I do like it a lot.
0: Yeah, nice. So that was... It kind of feels like that was your... This is the right industry and this is the job for me. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And we're now six and a half years down the line. You've, you know, at the top of your game in the running world the ad is around the corner, what, what, do you, what, you know, what advice would you have for yourself if you were... Uh, I, don't, I don't really mind what age you want to give it, it's whether it's the 15-year-old that's the work experience or whether it's a, a runner two years in, but what advice would you give to yourself, mm. um, to your younger self?
1: I would advise myself probably from the age of when I started to be very confident in running... Um, I would say, well, what I thought would be confident for myself, uh, so probably from when, like, 19 or 20, is trust your gut, and if you think something should happen, or you think you should say something, don't be afraid that if you say it, it's the wrong thing, just say it, because most of the time it's right, and I would find, looking back, there'd be so many times where I would see something happen and go oh, well, you know, that door needs to be
0: closed or this needs... To, but I would sort of step that back... That cup and, wasn't there in the last shot or she had a towel on her right hand. And, that kind of stuff as well, looking I, at...
1: Yeah, and I would never say anything to anybody because yeah. I'd go, well, surely, you know, other people, you know, that know, know better than me would know that. And then about two minutes later, the first would go, that needs to be closed. And I'd be going, oh, why didn't I say anything? Yeah, I or like, you know, one of the backgrounds wandered off. And maybe the third hasn't seen. And I'm like, well, the third must know that they've gone. And then we try to start shooting. They go, where's Jimmy? Yeah,
0: oh, Dad, Jimmy. Jimmy's He's still at unit right. base. <laughs> He's waiting for a minibus. <laughs>
1: so it would be, don't be so afraid to try and speak out when you notice something or you think something is a good idea. Because a lot mm. of the time, you'll either be told, oh, great idea. But no, you're wrong because of this. Yeah. Or it would be, brilliant. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, do it. Or... Yeah, that just have more confidence in speaking out from your gut feeling of what you've noticed. And I, to be honest, I still need to work on that now. I think that's a...
0: We all do. There's you know, there's times that you just don't... Sometimes you just want to not say it because, as you said, you're like, well, surely someone else has seen it. Yeah. Surely someone... Has... It's I'm like, you know, it's Game going. of Thrones. It's like, how can on a Game of Thrones... It's like a Starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> like someone's about, there's probably a runner going... I thought the Starbucks cup was like a joke. You know, it was on the <laughs> set going, I saw that cup.
1: Yeah. I like, didn't want to say anything because I thought everyone else had seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty
0: good. Nice. Um, so, moving forward, AD and is the, is the plan?
1: That's it, yeah. Do you
0: want to, do you want to kind of, is there anyone in particular that, I guess going on as many sets as you have and you've seen so many first ADs, do you take what you want from people? Are you figuring out who and what you're going to be as an AD or is it just something that comes natural?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's sort of like taking pieces from each person I've worked with. If I notice I really like how they do that, I really like how this person is always very calm but always makes things happen quickly or I like how this person always has lots of energy, you kind of try and take those techniques and put them together together from lots of different ADs to form the AD that you want to be. And there are lots of different ways of doing things. Like there's the more sort of old-fashioned, everybody's shouting all the time, telling everybody what's going on, and this and that, and, blah, blah, and lots of you know explosions in the background. And then there's some people that are a lot calmer that sort of never look like they'll crack in any kind of stressful situation. It's like nothing can break them. Mm. They're always going to be just like, that's fine we'll figure it out we'll do this that's okay everything's going to be fine and it's I think I'd quite like to find somewhere closer to the calm side of things mm-hmm. um, especially being female I don't want to kind of play too much to the stressy flappy female stereotype thing okay. personally for me I think I'd like to try and be the well, well the big friendly giant who's just kind of like
0: <laughs> <laughs> And why would you say that? <laughs>
1: Well, I think <laughs> most people would recognise me for being six foot four, which is also quite unusual. But, uh, yeah, I think sort of like calm, slow moving, okay. but also like keeps everything going fast enough. So, yeah. I don't know, We'll see. Practice is what I need more of at the moment okay. for that kind of thing.
0: Because we... So Jess is part of our running team, and we had a little chat earlier this year, end of last year, about stepping up and all the rest of it. And I put you onto a page on the website... Um, match out time the page is the industry page and we just had a little kind of what is it that you want to do how do you think you're going to do it yeah. had you did you get any benefit from it is it something yeah. that you'd recommend to film students or runners that want to step up
1: i think um it's a really helpful thing to have in always all sort of ends of life because it makes you actually write down and try and put into a sentence, what is it that I want to achieve? How do I achieve it? And um, what do I want to get better at? And I'd always thought, oh, well, yeah, I just kind of want to get better at like, that kind of stuff. And I would never sit down and go, well, how do I get better? It, I would just be like, mm, yeah, I'll just get better. But you won't. Mm. It's sort of, you know, I want to get better at... I can't remember what was one of the things I said.
0: but um, well, I guess working with kids was one thing that... Yeah.
1: I wanted to be more confident with that, and um, so then I sort of did a bit of research and thought, well, how can I be more certain, and I sort of read through the um, cha- children's, um, what's it called, the children's performance um, terms, of that big document. Yeah, yeah the leg- yeah. legislation. And that's it, and I um, I also looked into... It's
0: a cool uh, dog, it's long.
1: It's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I looked into, like, is it worth getting um, a chaperone licence or is it worth doing any online courses or is it worth... Um... Oh, did you do the NSPCC one? I haven't done that yet. I haven't but done it, it yet. Yeah, I want to do that. It is, it is something I'm interested in. And I did... I wrote to um, Kingston Council as well nice. and asked them um, if there was anything they would recommend. And, of, of course, they just said to me, do our chaperone licence and pay course, yeah. 80 quid for it. And I yeah, thought, yeah. well, you know... Yeah, they explain all the processes. They have like exams that you have to do. You have to go in for like a um, like a teaching lesson thing, and they teach you how to recognise children's behaviours and how mm-hmm. to recognise like do risk assessments of the rooms and stuff. So it's interesting. Oh, that's cool. I found a lot of steps that I probably wouldn't have thought about unless I'd written it down. Mm. And even like in my personal life, I hadn't quite realised what I wanted to achieve personally, mm. like outside of work this year. And now I've thought actually yeah this is what I want to do so it kind of it's brilliant for work and trying to progress even if you don't want to fully move to a different position or step up it's do you want to increase your knowledge in a particular area like do you want to learn more about the art department how are you going to do that Mm. and it just kind of pieces it together of how to get and also um, writing down when you're going to do it helps.
0: Because otherwise, you still go, Oh,
1: yeah, I'm gonna do it.
0: Yeah. You gotta be specific, but yeah. So, I guess the page I did this, <clears throat> I did this like little life course taster weekend thing. And one of the afternoon sessions that they did was about <clears throat> the grow model and um, how that a lot of people just go, oh, I wanna do this. And then actually, you, you don't ever do anything because it's so wishy washy. And the drilling down into the detail was something that I thought, especially for yourself, that kind of knew where they wanted to go would be useful. But I'm pleased that... As, so have you got any feedback from it? Have, you, have, have any of the things that you've wanted to... That you've written down? Have anyone come back? Have you? It
1: How's yeah, the progression? I am... Um, one of my things that I wanted to do, because I said I wanted to um, progress in... Um, thirding a bit more and seconding and see if I can reach out to ADs that um, might be able to give me opportunities and I did sit down and um, I changed my way of of working I I had a meeting with my diary service call box and explained Mm -hmm. that to them which I wouldn't have thought about doing unless I'd put that on my how do I take a step towards um uh Moving into more seconding and thirding, I emailed um, some of my favourite ADs that I love to work with and sort of explained my plan for the year and um, said, you know, I appreciate that you guys already have people, but if there's anything you can offer me, I would appreciate it. And then after I sent those emails, I think two weeks after that, I got three jobs that came in, one thirding and two seconding, I was
0: like, oh! High five, yes.
1: So, I mean, those have ended now,
0: but on,
1: that's it's, kind of, it's given me, like, a, a real boost of confidence, mm. and actually, at the end of each job, I would go to the first and say, okay, right, well, what did you think, you know, wh- what can I do better? Immediate
0: feedback. And it yeah, was really nice.
1: nice. I mean, I'm sure they just probably could be bothered because it was rap and they just wanted to go home. They just go,
0: you're brilliant. Okay, yeah. here's my radio. Yeah. No, I'm not running anymore. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they would say to me like, you know, everything was great. I will think about it and let you know if there's mm. anything I think of later that should have been done differently. But as far as I'm aware, all good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Brilliant. Nice, <clears throat> great. And I'm in my head going, no, I'm sure there were a few things that I noticed that I could do better. Yeah, well, that's but,
0: that's part of the learning process. Mm.
1: But then what I do is I <clears> add that to the list. nice. So when I go back and I think, okay, well, I could have done this better. Like, I noticed on the first job I had that was thirding, it was how to manage big lumps of people Mm. quickly and easily in the morning. So I kind of, they were like, well, let's just get everybody ready for this scene first. And I'm sort of like, well, how do I make that happen quickly and efficiently? Mm. And one extra has gone off to make a breakfast sandwich and three of them have gone off to the toilet and some of them are hanging out around the front. And I thought, what I should have done is separated them out and done groups of like men here, groups of women here and you know, the leftovers in another group
0: and then <laughs> better women
1: <laughs> And then it's just like it means all of the women can go in and get changed yeah. at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. much quicker mm. rather than doing one in one out. But at the time I was going, Oh I'm just gonna grab whoever's next to me. Yeah. So then I sort of yeah, put that on my list, sat down, how do I do that differently? And now I'm gonna
0: wait for the next opportunity to try that out. Yeah. So Yeah I always find with the thirding or well, when so on a commercial when you've got kind of a handful of support main feature cast and then thirty forty essays and you haven't got a third getting their paperwork sorted mm-hmm. as they arrive it's like boom mm-hmm. here's your Before here's your you release form, them. go get some breakfast, sit down, make sure you've got your bags and stuff <clears throat> as they're turning up
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then if you're on a if you're on a like a dining bus. Sometimes wardrobe don't even want to change everyone. Mm. You know, they won't need to take everyone. So you just, once you've got a full compliment, and this is not this is, this is is my way of doing it, mm. but once you've got a full compliment, you more than likely have got most of your featured cast members through the half hour, 45 minutes of wardrobe and approvals and things and checking it. Throw wardrobe on to, you know, get, get your team onto the bus and they can kind of yeah. go... I need you, I need you, change your jacket, da-da-da-da, right, we're happy, done. Mm. Or a big lineup. Yeah. You know, but it's it's finding your, as you said, it's finding your mm. way of communicating to large groups of um, people. Mm. You know, you got to find that inner, like, deep down voice. <laughs> the booming, <laughs> the, the big, Brian Blessed.
1: The big friendly
0: child. Yeah, I call it the Brian Blessed because you do have to, you know, especially if you're on a big stage and you got got 100 people and you got to mm. make sure they're all listening. Yeah. I don't uh, worry, I'm good. I'm good at talking loudly. Yeah, I can nice. do that. I'm going to see I like. I can't. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> um, okay, so we I, I, I don't even know how long we've been, but it feels like we've put about four hours. Five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I normally So I've just. I'm, I'm. You know, digressing again. I've just upgraded to the new Garage Band, and the old Garage Band had like a timer going. You've been for forty-five minutes and fifty-two seconds. I don't know where this is. We've we we've, we've done one thousand eight hundred and forty-five bars at 120 tempo of 4-4 in C major. I don't know, like, that's Ooh. the information that I've got. Um, but it feels like we've, we've done a load of what a good runner does, um, which is amazing. I Do you have any advice for the film students and those people listening now, specifically wanting to get in or what they should be doing?
1: Um, I would say... Um, Try and use any kind of contacts that you have because those, for me, in my opinion, are the best way into an industry, especially if you can kind of say to them, look, I'm I'm going to do this for you. I'm not going to give you a bad name because <clears throat> when you recommend someone into the industry, it's kind of a little bit on their head mm. if you don't do very well. So as long as you can make that person fully confident in you and say, I am going to do my best and do just realise... like. Some of my friends have gone off to university and come out and they've directed all these music videos and they're like the coolest kid on the block. When you come in, you're kind of, you're not set in the industry. You have to be realise that you you need to learn from experience mm. and just be prepared to do whatever is asked of you. Mm. Um, even if it is like scooping cow dung off the floor, you know, that's done what then. you've got
0: to do. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. All kinds that of... That was flow. a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Tick. Are you can put that on your CV now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, poop scooper. Oh. So, so coming in, if you've done three jobs as a director at film school, mm. that doesn't classify you to be a director on a film set if you're down as a runner. No. Make the tease.
1: Yeah. Let. And just keep everybody happy mm-hmm. and, yeah, always be keen and, and attentive to the crew and the, and the first lady and Just sort of, yeah. Make sure that there's nothing that you could be doing, which there's never the case. Just say, "Is there anything?" You know, mm. always keep asking. Is there um, anything? Unless <laughs> they toes go away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or please leave me alone. You're like, please. Bear, bear, just give <laughs>
1: me nothing to do.
0: Make a tea. Always, yeah. no matter if you're. Make a make a cup of teas. Mm. Some will always take one. Mm. Always. Um, and then not having gone to uni held you back. Not held you back. Please, I, you didn't do it.
1: I don't think it's held me back. Um, I think the only thing it did is put me into the industry a lot younger than most people when they come in um, which is a good thing and a bad thing Um, obviously I wasn't probably as confident and you know independent as I was when I first came in so it did make me grow up a lot quicker which I think is a good thing Mm. Um, and I'm pleased that I'm kind of fully investing myself into it from a young age because it's given me a lot of time to really figure out you know really am i doing this right am i ready to do something else or um whereas i feel like if you were to come into it much later which isn't a problem you might feel like there's a pressure of doing things a lot quicker and moving through faster whereas i like to kind of concrete myself in and mm. be like i'm sure this is what i'm doing and this is what i'm doing this right so Nice. That's the only thing. I mean, I think uni's great. I, I If it was free, I think I would have gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it's very expensive now. It's
1: very expensive.
0: Okay, cool. Any little funny, little silly stories that you've seen on set that you want to um,
1: leave us with? The one story I reckon I tell every time somebody asks me what's it like to work on set is, um, especially when I was trying to figure out which departments be in, and someone went, oh, yeah, yeah, try out sound. I think I was working with was Tom Sedge, Tom... Tom Cedric. Tall yeah, Tom Tom yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that his surname?
0: <laughs> Cedric,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's it. So we were on a shoot together for um, Sam Smith, and we were doing a live recording of one of his music videos, and they said, right, Jess, it's gonna be like a good like 10 minutes with your hands above your head. Are you able to boom for that? And I was like, yeah! that's totally fine. I was like, I used to be in drama school, I could hold a tree pose for at least half an hour. (laughs) This is is nothing. And um, I obviously didn't realise when you're under the hot lights and you're wearing a million layers, when you get really hot... You kind of pass out, and so I was. No. Oh no, I, I was I'm holding this boom, and it was a really wide shot, and they didn't want to put it on a stand because they were going from this like interview setup straight mm. into the live recording, so they wanted someone to follow him for his footsteps. So I was like, I can do that, nice. and um, have arms above my head. I think it was like 20 something minutes in, I could just feel myself 20
0: minutes. Oh. I was
1: like, <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I had go. like sweat running down oh, my face, no. and I apparently, um, fainted. And fell like onto Sam Smith's lap, and he just like <laughs> sprung out of the chair and, and like went off like, oh, 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 go and then I wake up to like people rolling my face around, going Jesse, wake up, wake up, wake up, and I'm just like, oh, what's going on here? And they caught it all on
0: camera, <laughs> oh, brilliant, so, on YouTube. Yeah. So fainting and being saved by and Sam Smith.
1: Sam Smith, <laughs> yeah, Sam Smith's lap. I cushioned my fall. Good was, man, thank you, yeah. Sam Smith. Yeah. And then I was so keen and so young, I was like, I'm not going home. I was like, I'm good to sit and wait. Did you stick so it out? I sat for the whole shoot day well and watched. Done. From, I mean, it was Sam Smith singing live as well. It was quite cool. So I just sat at the back of the church, watched him sing and just helped all the runners rap out at the end of the
0: day. Nice. I'm sorry. I can't. I fainted. Uh, I can't be doing I, I any just, work today. I'm
1: just going to sit here and eat all day and, you know, listen to him What say. a story. So that was quite
0: There cool. you go.
1: And then Tom was like, yeah, you shouldn't get into sound I like, No, I shouldn't. It's not for me. 20 minutes. Come
0: on. That's a long time. Like, I couldn't... Straight up as well. Straight like, Nah. Yeah. I'd be like, give me a stand. Wow. Mm. Oh, well, thank you. So, anyone you want to give a shout out? Any any people, any things, any side projects?
1: Big shout out to um, the best diary service ever,
0: Coolbox. Bro, 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 bro. Coolbox. Coolbox. Been
1: the best support ever throughout my whole running career. So. Nice. And no. so
0: they are based in Shepperton, yes. and they are your diary service so they look after and manage your work work diary, yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah, fabulous people.
0: Lovely, I'm with them. They are amazing. Yes. Um, I just want to say thanks, mate, for coming down because it's, you know, it was a tricky one of I want to do everyone in the call sheet from the top to the bottom and, you know, you kind of talk to producers and they've had the experience of going through and up and stepping up and I didn't know how much we would talk about what a runner does and how useful it was. You know, I just kind of was like, I want to get Jessie in because I think she'll be the best one to talk about. And I think any student that's going to listen to this, this is their, you know, you took a little bit of time and going around and talking to departments and finding This could be a very useful 45 minutes hour, whatever we've been, uh, 2059 bars. (laughs) You know, just, just hearing how it, is yeah. and how it's done so thanks for coming and taking thanks the time out me. man like legendary coming Our first down ever
1: podcast. this is it Big it's up. like
0: everyone's first time <laughs> like, I'm talking to people that have, have never been on camera that have never been on like we do this is what we do we record sound on set and we right. have actors that do it all but um thanks for coming down and thanks for giving your time I like, really really appreciate it ladies and gents Jessica, hold on. Watch yeah. out. Watch out. She's coming. AD, so if any ADs are out there, third and and second in, get this, get this Jesse Bear on. Give me some work. Give me some work. It's, it's February, nearly March. I'm broke. January tax bill. Um, but thanks again. Really, thank you for coming down. Appreciate it. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, go to thetimescheduler.com. Um, check out the Industry page. Um, which is like industry but there's a whole image of a tree which is why it's got that little funky title to f- read it have it little fill in email it to me and we can talk about any of the things that are on there um, obviously subscribe and share the podcast and ladies and gents until we meet again um that is a wrap So that was a chat with the king or queen in the game. i give it a shout at the end so you all know the name. It's the Film God's podcast. The what? The Film God's podcast. This episode is sponsored by RSVP. RSVP brings together two established video playback companies into one powerhouse with over 50 years of onset knowledge. The experienced and growing team are all skilled in the latest recording software with up to date HD video recording equipment, HD monitors, and HD wireless packages. RSVP understand that the requirements for every shoot are different. So, for a Taylor quote, get in touch at info at rsvp.london.